0: Hi, this is Matt and Abby, and you're listening to a podcast from The Scientist, Microbes.
1: The little guys. This podcast is a composite of a clarification on topics mentioned thus far and a summary of where we are heading next.
0: We here at The Scientist appreciate your feedback. The Scientist is a subscriber review podcast. That means that the review of the content of the podcast is done by you the listener.
1: So here at The Scientist, we appreciate your feedback, and since we have begun, we have gotten a little listener mail. Some listeners are having trouble swallowing the word prokaryote, but this should not be an issue, as much as it is a misunderstanding. This misunderstanding stems from the development of the three-domain system, so the corrigentum issued in today's podcast is on the three-domain system.
0: So, as we all know, there are three domains, archaea, bacteria, and eukaryotes, based on their 16S ribosomal RNA sequence. This system replaced the dichotomous prokaryotes-eukaryotes system that relied upon the physiology of the cell. That is, eukaryotes have membrane-bound organelles and a nucleus where the DNA is stored, whereas prokaryotes had known membrane-bound organelles and their DNA is free-floating in their cytoplasm. The prokaryotic domain was thrown away in light of the fact that it is actually comprised of two different domains, the bacterial domain and the newly identified archaeal domain. This was discovered by Wos and Fox, as we mentioned in our first podcast, who utilized the molecular sequence approach instead of a purely physiological one.
1: So thus we are now using the tripartite three-domain system eukaryotes, bacteria and archaea. Now a point of contention is the word prokaryotes. This is because many scientists believe this word is defunct and that technically it should not appear in current literature. However, it is still widely used. The word prokaryote means both the bacterial and archaeal domains. As we saw in the second podcast on SAR 11, when Giovanoni's paper described their investigation on seawater samples taken from the Sargasso Sea and other locations as the first investigation into the diversity of the prokaryotic domain. This means that they are referring to both the bacterial and archaeal domains.
0: Therefore, as a consequence of this, it must be mentioned that we here at The Scientist, when quoting an article, do it verbatim. We will not, in any case, without explicit notice to you, the listener, change the words from either the body of an article, or a book, or the title of such. For example, when in the SAR 11 podcast we said that SAR 11 makes up around 0.5% of all prokaryotes on Earth, this was taken verbatim from the 2003 article from The Scientist. So there you have it, the three domain system, eukaryotes, bacteria, and archaea. And the word prokaryote means both the bacterial and the archaeal domains. I sure hope we've cleared that one up.
1: Me too. Now to move on to something a little different, where we are heading. As our listeners would know, our last podcast was on the bacterial clade sar 11 which is an alpha proteobacterium. As we said in our first podcast, we want to explore microbes from all three domains. We want to explore the microbes that are at the frontier of science, the microbes that are hot topics such as SAR11, and the microbes that you might find in any university lab that are used to study the behavior of particular microbes and their responses to particular stimuli.
0: Our next podcast is on HeLa cells, which is a single-celled eukaryote. Now, I say single-celled eukaryote not because this podcast is strictly on microbes, but because when you think about single-celled eukaryotes, you think of Saccharomyces cerevisiae, the yeast used in baking and brewing. HeLa cells are a bit of a stretch from there, and a bit of a stretch as a microbe because they are human in origin. In fact, they were the very first human cell line to be grown in culture. This was a massive leap for medical microbiology as allowed the testing of various vaccines such as the polio vaccine. In addition to that, this cell line were immortal as they can be continuously grown in culture without dying. These HeLa cells are cancer cells and their effect on the development of medicine and the study of cancer continues to this day. But all is not as noble as it seems.
1: Join us on our next podcast as we discuss the origins of the HeLa cell line and the controversy surrounding these immortal cells.
0: This is Matt
1: and Abby, once again reporting for The Scientist. So remember, whether you're on a train, plane or automobile, at a cafe, bar or in the office, that microbes are closer than you think.